All right, before we begin today's episode, we have to give our patrons over at Patreon a quick shout out. We have Aperba, Paul Campaneshi, Lauren L., Kelby Goodman, Andy Herbrand, Eric Sari, Rock the Green, and Hanson Screen Printing. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, As always, I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are discussing the origins of the mid-morning break that has become somewhat of a tradition around the entire world. Uh, honestly, not just Wisconsin or just in the States. No. It's it's everywhere. Uh, we are discussing the origin story of the coffee break uh, and actually how it got started uh, right here in the state of Wisconsin uh, and more specifically in Stoughton. We will get into more of that here in a minute, but uh, we also have great Wisconsin music in today's episode from the present age. Uh, we, of course, have another beverage review of the beer kind. Uh, we have another edition of the infamous How Many Uncles. And uh, we do have a special guest interview today uh, with Laura Cram of the Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry podcast. Amazing person. Yeah, so we'll hear a lot more about uh, different cryptids and uh, and spooky, haunted, and, and wild things here in a little bit uh, at the end of the episode here. Uh, we also have another Wisco bucket list item oh, yeah. to add. We had uh, Tim's Hill on the last one. We'll see what we've got today. Uh, very thoughtfully prepared. And, uh, hey, if you haven't already, please leave us some sort of a review on whatever uh, site or platform you listen to the podcast on. Throw us a five-star. Throw us a little review. Uh, throw a couple words in there about uh, how you just think we are fantastic and <laughs> sexy and our voices are great and sometimes how you can just really Get hear the passion and, and, and everything. So, uh, but it really helps uh, to get everything moving and, and expose us to more individual. Uh, uh, and, uh, hey, go to our Wisconsin Drunken History website, uh, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Uh, that's where you can find all the links. Uh, you can find the episodes. You can find the T Public Shop to buy merch. We need you to buy merch. We need our logo on your stuff so that way everybody can see and be like, hey, what's that? What do you got there? Uh, and then also uh, you can support us uh, both – by listening to us, but then also on Patreon, you can financially uh, give a, a little donation uh, each month uh, that kind of helps keep everything turning and burning here. Uh, it's not free, so uh, uh, you know we like we like what we do, and we'll continue to do it. But it's really cool that if you really dig what you're listening to and, and the content we're creating, if you could give us a little uh, a little scratch, a little greenback. Oh, yeah. Um. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Russ, the coffee break. What the fuck happened? How yeah. did this how did this begin, man? So we've all heard of this mid-morning short rest period at work referred to it. as the coffee break. 
For our friends in other countries, maybe we've heard of 11Zs. Or if you're in Australia, Smoko. Oh, tea know, time. A little Smoko. Morning tea for our English friends. Yeah. Uh, tea sippers. <laughs> <laughs> for Asian countries, um, maybe you've also heard of tea break for the Asian countries. Sure, sure. Uh, Fika or Fika for our Swedish listeners. Or oh. maybe Coffee Lach for our German listeners. Fika or Fika. I've never heard that one before. So where does this idea that early workshift tradition begin? Though along with the bubbler talks or water cooler chats have become a staple for the working cubicle man. So for those that don't know, Stoughton, Wisconsin is a place where many Norwegian populations settled. Located in Dane County and is a mid-sized town with a population of around 13,000 people, it is considered part of the Madison metropolitan area. The, idiot, the city is so well known for its Norwegian heritage that it actually celebrates the Norwegian Constitution Day called Saitende Mai. The town originally founded and established in 1847 by an Englishman named Luke Stoughton. Wow. It was around 1865 all the way up until the 1900s when many of the Norwegian settlers began arriving in this area. And there is much debate about where the idea originated, but many, along with myself, agree that it was started here in Wisconsin in Stoughton around the 1800s. A tobacco warehouse located within the confines of the city hired many Norwegians, many of the Norwegians to work there. And many Norwegian women who worked there at the factory were there to, within range to walk home where they could periodically leave to check on their kids, prepare sure. meals, and grab a cup of coffee to keep them going through the day. Yeah, not only did they work at the factory, but they also still had to keep things rolling at home. And they, they instead just you know were able to walk home quick and, yeah, and then go back. Yeah, have a coffee and go back. Yeah. And it was believed that these tobacco-stripping ladies were the origin and beginnings of what became known as the coffee break today. In the early 1900s, coffee breaks be became an official employee benefit, and in 1952, the coffee break was officially coined when the Pan American Coffee Bureau launched an ad campaign telling its customers to give yourself a coffee break and get what coffee gives you. And little over a decade later, the coffee break finally entered the national di discourse when United Auto Workers and the big three, Chrysler, Ford, and GM, negotiated a 12-minute coffee break within their contracts. Now, of course, there are many others who claim and, and say that maybe unions and Maxwell House, but in our hearts, we know that the great state of Wisconsin holds this title near and dear. And today, the town actually holds a parade in honor of this tradition. For those looking for like areas to visit, I do recommend Stone. It's a pretty neat little area. It is, yeah. There, and there's a lot to do there. And they have the Yahara River, which is one of my favorite places to go canoeing and kayaking. And for those who enjoy hist history specifically, and of where maybe your, your Norwegian ancestors landed and how they ended up in Wisconsin, check out uh, it's Livesrys, the Norwegian Heritage Center. And of course, if you need to grab a brew afterwards, stop at the Viking Brew Pub, which is actually a carved Viking ship that shoots smokes out of the nostrils there, guy. We hope you find like, like we really hope you found this interesting because I yeah. actually just discovered this recently and I thought it was one of the coolest pieces of history that the coffee break originated in Stoughton, Wisconsin. Yeah, which I would worldwide. I wouldn't have guessed it, and then obviously all the different ways of uh, of saying it in in uh, all of the, all of the other countries uh, and, and kind of you know. Uh, like the tea is is more uh, prevalent in in uh, you know in England and and um, I believe we we said like Japan and China, whereas coffee is more uh, prevalent here you know and and uh, it's just neat. And I really hope my like German pronunciation was correct. It's coffee locked. Is that how you say it? coffee locked? You're asking me. I'm the worst with Germans. I'm gonna tell you right now. I do. And, and I always get the eyes weird with my Swedish. So it's I think it's fika. Instead of Fika, like Ikea, Fika. Yeah. I think it's how you say it. Like, because the I is really weird when it comes to Swedish. I that makes that. sense. It's like I had e never sound. heard that before. It's though. like an E sound instead of an, the I sound right. that we normally pronounce. Right. 
So I'm hoping I did that right. But we really hope you find this fascinating. And I yeah. hope you guys get a chance to check out Stone, especially like if you want to learn more about where your Norwegian ancestors come from. Because the, the Leaves Race Museum is just incredible. Like they're great people there. You can watch like movies. They have like ways you can track. They have old violins and old um, trunks. Right. Because a lot of Norwegians carried all their stuff in trunks in when trunks. they came over here. Yeah. And they basically dragged them with yeah. them. Like the whole family carried a trunk in a wagon or if they just carried it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing history and, and, and great detail. Uh, really, really cool uh, uh, pieces of artifacts and stuff there, too. So definitely check out Stoughton. Definitely check out that museum. All right. So we've got a great Wisconsin band for you today. Uh, this one coming out of Oshkosh. We haven't been able to feature many Oshkosh bands. So this no, is awesome. The, the neighbors to the north up there, you know, they're kind of a central Wisconsin. And uh, this band is called the Present Age and they're bringing us some post-punk punk feel uh, and doing it in, in such a way that is very pleasing. I very uh, thoroughly enjoy uh, listening to uh, the new album, which was Avenues of Widespread Consumption. And uh, uh, great stuff. You can stream it. You can download it. You can buy it. You can get a CD if you go uh, see them on tour. Uh, they, uh, they do have a, a Facebook page at The Present Age Music. Uh, and uh, again, it's just great to hear, uh, uh, you know, good music coming out of every uh, every little nook and cranny of of Wisconsin, you know. And you know us, we're like huge post punk fans. I well, mean, we're really yeah. into it, you know, yeah. punk, post punk, you know, alternative, you know, indie, new yeah. age, like stuff. Like I, I love this. That stuff. was like our uh, our first uh, step away from like our parents. Oh yeah, music. You know, uh, growing up, uh, obviously you. You take influence uh, from what they listen to, and uh, that's all well and good. And, and obviously, it, it develops a really good route uh, for for that, uh, you know, for for the base. But uh, you know, then you step out on your own and you kind of make your own decisions and kind of find your own flavor and style. And that was, I think, for you and I, that punk and, and post punk kind of more modern um, uh, alternative stuff. You know, coming out of that uh, 80s, 90s, and, and uh, 2000s, and um, this is great. This is a, a, a really good um, kind of a, a next step from all that stuff, and, and I really do dig it. Um, the song that we're featuring is called Panic. Uh, really great track, but again, uh, if you get a chance, go ahead and get that uh, album, uh, stream it or whatever, and, uh, and, and, and please enjoy. Uh, again, this is Panic by the present age there we go
All right. The present age panic. That was awesome. Uh, what a phenomenal uh, uh, set of musicians and what a cool song. And the album, like I said, is, is super good, too. So definitely go stream that or buy it on iTunes. Let's go ahead and jump into a beer review. Uh, Russ, I think you got something from Octopi for us. Yeah, actually. Uh, so Octopi and Entitle Art kind of share a building. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I was just up there with uh, Badgerland Legends Jeff. I ended up heading back up there to get a growler of this because I thought it was really delicious. It was the uh, Pineapple Dragon Fruit Soursop Imperial Seltzer at 9% ABV. I th- Damn good for a seltzer. I thought it'd be one that would kind of light us up a little bit and get us ready for this podcast. Um, this beer yeah. is an Imperial Seltzer with Pineapple Dragon Fruit Mango Soursop and Passion Fruit Puree. So you're getting like a lot of that tropical feel right away. Yeah. Super. It's like very well carbonated. I think because I had it in a growler, it kind of lost a little bit of its carb. Sure. But it has like a nice hue to it, like a nice colorful hue, almost pinkish, I would say, a little pinkish yeah. in hue. Just super good beer. Like I said, the ABV, ABV is very high, but it's like the summer months. I know people make fun of the seltzers, but like they're really great in the summer months, man. You don't get the bloating and they really light and they're like crisp, yeah. you know? And and the I think it's that fruity uh, tropical type flavor that, that really helps set the mood as, as, you know, summer. Like it's... This is nice weather. I want to drink something fun, and and uh, and nine percent is pretty crushy. Like that's gonna that's gonna mess you up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm alcohol wonder- wise, I'm know? I'm wondering what they're adding for the sugar to get to the nine percent to make it the imperial. Because I mean, it's Correct. it's 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 beefy, man. I mean, yeah. it's a great it's a great summer drink. Maybe one to start your day off just to get you that little like Popeye boost that you're yeah. gonna need to get some stuff done during the day. Maybe switch it up after that to maybe uh if you're going for the seltzers, stick to something lighter, maybe a claw or truly's or what Vizzies. Those are yeah switch those it up are my after that. Because yeah. what they're like what three or four percent usually or I think they, they're close to five. I think they're five. They're five. So Most I mean they're they're gonna taper you down a little bit because that nine yeah. percent is gonna just give you that little buzz you need to get some stuff done. It's gonna boost you. But yeah, I mean in the summer months I, I've never been a huge seltzer drinker, but lately I have been just because I don't like the bloating sometimes from the beer, especially yeah. in the summertime. You don't get that with these. I mean, I've yeah. heard people describe them as being really skunky. I don't really get that. I've heard skunk. No. And this one, definitely not. Obviously, it's crafted. It's like from a local craft from Entitled Art. Right. Which we featured quite a few of their beers. Entitled Art has made some phenomenal beers. If you don't like alcohol, they also make a lot of NA beers, which are just incredibly crafted. They there's taste a, just like the beer. You can't even tell the difference. Yeah, there's been a bunch uh, uh, recently uh, of the non-alcoholic uh, IPAs. Oh, really? That have come onto so the you market. you kind of get that flavor, but you're not getting that drunk. You're, you know? you're getting the f- full IPA flavor and and at, uh, you know, like 0%. Uh, or, uh, there might be a little like minor. Like 0.01 or so. 0.01 or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But uh, full IPA flavor. Uh, we, we should probably feature some of those sometime. Just to probably get not a everybody. good idea because I mean probably a good idea because then I don't have to take a breathalyzer before I leave the uh, studio. Well, yeah, here, and, you know and what I mean. It's just one of those good ideas because there are some listeners that probably don't yeah exactly uh, drink or, or or you know have gotten sober and and uh, maybe they want to uh, partake in yeah in still some taste of the, the flavor of Wisconsin but right. you don't want to get drunk and you don't want to have to deal with the consequences. Some people just yeah. you know what I mean like some people can't handle it and they just can't do it you know yeah. and it's a great alternative. Right, yeah. you're not going to get the alcoholic, or you're not going to get addicted, or anything like that. Right, and, which and, and I completely you're still understand. Getting, you're still getting that uh, 
that that distinct taste that you enjoy. You and know? you're still supporting local Wisconsin. It's you like know, decaf right? coffee. Exactly. Yeah. It's same thing, right? You're not going to get that that boost of energy and and possibly even the jitters and the shakes and the panic attacks <laughs> and, and stuff. Terrible migraines. Yeah. Horrible feeling anxiety. Feeling like shit for five days and you try to quit and yeah. you're sweating it out. But the cool thing is, this is kind of that. That that perfect balance. You're getting the the great uh, the great flavor that carbonated, but you're not getting the drunk and the buzz. So, but yeah, definitely if you get a chance to head up to Octopi, Octopi it is, is great. amazing place. Uh, me and Wanaki, Badger, right? Yep. Yeah. Me and Badgerlands Jeff went up there and uh, we had a good time just sipping some of their drinks that they had there and uh, discussing actually some of the penis art we made in school. Yeah, and and a lot of times while we're uh, recording this podcast, we doodle and. Uh, uh, one of the first things that happens is a giant usually, dinger. Usually a ding ding. Some and sort of dingus. I remember like we'd be in the library, me and you, and we'd grab oh. like we'd grab like a magazine off the shelf, and pretty much every page that had an animal or a human had a penis drawn on it. Well, remember there was also that that box of stencils uh, over there too, and we would grab it, and there was always that stencil of the giraffe, and we'd always make them like fuck each just, other. Yeah, we're just hung. Really cool, really <laughs> just cool. Just like stuff. hung like a fucking yeah. beef. Russ thing. and I are definitely super, uh, super adult. Uh, we're very oh, yeah. mature. Um, so yeah, but uh, Octopi Untitled Art, amazing beers, amazing seltzers, uh, great products. Find them on the shelf because you will not be disappointed with what you get. Yeah, and definitely go and check out the place up in Wanaki if you have the time. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for. How many locos you All right, folks, you know what that means. How many locos you at? And we got one today from Clinton, Wisconsin. Erica, can you let us know what's going on here? Yeah, so we've got a pretty unique scenario here. Uh, I don't know if this one's ever been done before, so the Guinness Book of World Records might want to get in touch with this guy. Uh, <laughs> but we've got, uh, like Russ said, Clinton, Wisconsin, uh, Rock County Police say that a 62-year-old man... Uh, was arrested Monday after they actually found him passed out behind the controls of a forklift, uh, which he had reportedly used to try to free his pickup truck from a ditch. Um, uh, good idea. Great ingenuity. I yeah, love the thought. The, the, the um, redneck ingenuity, like getting yeah. your truck out with a forklift. Hell but yeah. But you're a little fucked up, buddy. Uh, you should probably do this. I don't know. Maybe uh, get some of those NA time. beers we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Start with, uh, start with those instead. Uh, so according to the Rock County Sheriff's Office, Around 11.52 p.m., nothing good happens around that time. Oh, definitely not. Uh, deputies received a report of a white Ford F-250 pickup truck that was stuck in a ditch near the intersection of S County Trunk J and E uh, County Trunk X. Uh, so the deputies arrived, and they said they uh, there was a truck that was out of the ditch, but had shown evidence uh, that it had been stuck, and it would you know had mud on it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the police then found a forklift nearby with a man that was asleep behind the wheel, uh, behind the controls. Uh, police said that uh, when the operator, the 62-year-old man, when he awoke, they determined he had used the forklift to try and free the truck <laughs> from the ditch. And uh, this individual was arrested and charged with his fifth... Cinco. Yep. Fifth DUI offense, uh, which is a felony in Wisconsin. Um, Oof. He was then uh, taken to the Rock County Jail. Uh, where he was booked, processed, and uh, he was 
put in because you, at that point I don't think you can get out on bail. Fifth offense and passed out. He had have been doing hard because, I mean, this guy has some like, experience. This dude's got some. 62 years old. Yeah. He's got some experience. Fifth DUI. Yeah, he's, he's. Sleep at the wheel behind a forklift. This dude's a fucking veteran. He's actually going to be in the Hall of Fame, I think. Oh, my God. I mean, he's using like, this is like all Wisconsin pickup truck, forklift, beer. Like, this is like the most Wisconsin yeah, one. Yeah, like fucking. Um, so what do you, I mean, do you have any thoughts on what you're thinking on the local scale here? I mean, I don't have it's a, gonna be a rough one. I think it's gonna be high. I do too. Cause he's, he has the experience. I, I, I yeah, like I wanna, said, he's definitely got that VI or a uh, MVP level of, of, uh, experience. And, uh, and then to go, I mean, to, to boot, he, I think the thing that affects the, the local number a little bit is that he had the idea. The wherewithal to think of using a forklift. But then he started coming down. He's probably like super buzzing at yeah. that time. He's like, yeah, I can do this shit. I'll just grab yeah. my freaking bucket loader and get this thing out of here. So well, I think I've got an idea. I think I've got a number. And uh... I mean, I think I do too. And I mean, just, just he's 62, um, pass it out the wheel with five DUIs. I think I got a number here. Do you want right. to go on three, two, one and see what we got? Yeah. Count it off. Three, two, one, 20. 16. Okay. 20. I was thinking 20, a little heavier because I mean, for a guy with five DUIs, we'll have to meet in the middle here. Yeah. Uh, with I'm an 18, 18. Loco. We'll go with 18 loco. Yeah. Um, just, just all the evidence is leading to an 18 loco. Yeah. To me. Definitely I think it's up perfect. There. I think that's good. I think yeah. 18's good. Five, four or five four and a half, cans. Four and a of, half cans yeah. is probably right in that range. Yeah. Eric, do you want to law and order his ass and sound that gavel, dude? <laughs> All right, so we have a, another item to add to our newest segment here on the show called the Wisco Bucket List. Um, this one is, uh, I think, something that most uh, Wisconsin individuals have seen or heard about, but I don't know that everybody's gone and visited. Yeah, so this one's in DeForest, Wisconsin. We're talking about Pinky the Elephant here. Yeah, it's a freaking massive fiberglass elephant with glasses, right? And and made, I think, from fast. Fi, fi, uh, I believe by fast. Right. I'm, this one might actually be by the uh, DWO Fiberglass Company, which is out of Minnesota. Okay. Who also did a the turkey, a massive turkey fiberglass. Sure. It's well known. Um, but this one, like, just a great stop. And if you go to the gas station next to it, you can actually get pinky souvenirs. So which is great. Who doesn't want that? Uh, yeah. Who doesn't want a pinky souvenir? I mean, it's just a massive elephant. You know that old saying when you get super drunk, you see pink elephants. Well, you can actually see a pink elephant. Like delirium, tremens. Like oh, yeah. They use that on, on their beer uh, or their uh, their bottles and stuff. And it's an easy one, too, because it's right off the exit there um, in DeForest. In DeForest, yeah. Yep. And, you know, they also got Sissy the Cow on the other side, the other fiberglass cow over at uh, um, Ellen Box Cheese. Yeah, yeah. So you got to check that out as well while you're over in that area. Super fantastic thing. Uh, super easy. Uh, and when you're in that area, there's a few other things that you can go and check out. Some good restaurants as well. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, and like I said, it's family friendly. It is a good trip for all who will be involved. Get a picture of Pinky. Send it over to us. Holy smokes. We're here with Laura Cram today. And uh, I had to just comment because Laura is from Illinois, but she actually has a, a deep chest freezer. One for the beer, one for the deer. So uh, props to you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us about your podcast and uh, how we can find that? Sure. So um, I am one of five hosts for Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Delivery. Uh, we're a roundtable discussion podcast. Uh, we talk about listener stories, encrypted, ghosts, UFOs, time slips, anything weird. You know, we want to know about it and talk about it. So um, we're on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, everything, Twitter, TikTok. So. That's just right up yeah. our alley. 
We're like, we're, yeah. we only get to do it really around Halloween, but that's the stuff we really love doing. Oh, yeah. And you guys cover it so much better than we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just haggard drunks trying yeah, to we're... do this. But but can you tell us about one of us usually drink? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Can you tell us about one of your uh, favorite Wisconsin legends? So, one of my favorite ones is actually one that I just went to last October, which is the Maribel Cave Hotel, or maybe someone might know it as Hotel Hell in Maribel, Wisconsin. Have you guys been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think we talked about it, too. A little bit. You did one of your hotel because all we did did was basically picked a couple of, like, hotels or places that were... um, that are, are considered haunted uh and then mm-hmm. we packed it all into one episode we, we we just said like here's the 10 most haunted you know hotels or whatever in wisconsin so we really yeah. didn't talk about it no at all. we didn't get to, we didn't get so, as in depth for sure yeah 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 so um you know it basically sits on like the Cherney maribel cave county park and that park has like 10 caves it's right on the river i think it's like 75 acres from what i read but um it was a three-story hotel and it was built in like the 1900s supposedly like Al Capone and Don Dillinger Don Dillinger used to go there a bunch Um, but it was mostly used as like a therapeutic spa because there's like a natural uh, spring water uh, that goes from the cave to that area Um, and over the time like a bunch of fires happened there which was associated with hell and um supposedly some you know children died in the fire but i don't know if that's ever been proven yeah yeah and supposedly like if you look at the old if you look inside the old well there's a portal to hell that opens up and tries to suck you in which hey sounds interesting you got to have a portal to hell and you got to have a highway to the danger zone Oh yeah, yeah. Those are two so very if, important like, things. Devil, yeah, I don't know if like the devil is like poking his, you know, pitchfork and like trying to invite you in, or if there's flames coming out. Who knows? Let's grab a beer when we head on down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer. Yeah, supposedly, like if you bring if you bring a book um, with you, it's supposed to like burst into flame. Um, there's oh. been like just yeah, there's like disembodied voices. People have seen, like, ghost children. There's, like, white lights chasing people out of the area. So I actually went there in October. You can't really go to the hotel part because it's not structurally safe. Okay. But, I mean, I didn't feel anything weird or creepy. I think I was probably more creeped out, you know, on my hands and knees in the caves and there's, like, spiders. Well, that's you true know, two inches yeah. above my head. The, spi- you know? the spiders, the caves, spiders creeped you out. That caves was, are always weird, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely seen the place, and like, I always say the J Rock quote, even ghosts be like, we the fuck out. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. it's so creepy looking. But like, yeah. Yeah. I, we definitely got to, and we were talking to about uh, doing our uh, Bray Road Beast party this summer. So, yeah. you know, even our overseas listeners, if you can get a flight on out, we'll hopefully get something going on Bray Road or even my dad's farm at Bowers, and we'll go hunting for some beasts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, that's like my favorite cryptid because that's, it's so close to me, you know, and that's like, so famous now. I remember, that, you I remember, know, we grew up there. Like I remember it so vividly. Do you remember the DNR even yeah. handed out like hunting yeah. licenses for it and stuff around the area? And, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that's you know the the cool thing is that they've made so many different movies or TV series about it. Yeah. So it really has grown to be much more than just this little southeastern uh, Wisconsin, northern Illinois type thing. It's it's very you know open and exposed now and and. 
you know, yeah. millions of people have now seen these, you know, really awful yeah. movies, but <laughs> right. <laughs> and I got to, well, make a... yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it was like a local legend, but now, you know, it's so well known. I mean, I have friends in Australia and London and they've heard of it. Yeah. You it's, know, it's so crazy. it's just crazy. Yeah. So, so Laura, if you get a chance, you got to check out, I think it's destination truth did one and they came out to my dad's mm-hmm. farm where Lee and my dad own kind of the land yeah. together but they did a flyover with a drone and my dad's ass crack is hanging out while he's working on a motorcycle, the usual Russ himself. (laughs) So you got to check it out. If you see it, it's so funny. He's kind of like talking back, but you can see his ass crack when the drone is flying over (laughs) my poor dad. I don't think they make pants. Oh my God. It's crazy. Cause like, he's like, he's like, everyone has come out there like to the house. Now they've had discovery channel now, like twice Mm -hmm. discovery channel came out there. They had the small, small town monsters came out to our house. And there's really nothing Mm -hmm. much out there other than a, a couple of older farms. It's, yeah, my dad's farm is right. super old yeah. and creep, creeptastic. Oh, yeah. yeah dude. <laughs> it's like... We've experienced some weird stuff out there. Remember when the lights were going on and off in the trailer? Oh, yeah. That was creepy. And then we had, like, uh, oh. upstairs, like, the room got cold, and there was, like, these boots underneath the door. Yeah. I don't know if you were there for that. Oh, yeah. Night. And the lights were flickering. Those boots were standing outside the door. Yeah. Creeptastic. Oh, wow. But... So, yeah, yeah, I've driven, you know, I've driven down the road, but again, nothing. I've never, you know, I haven't seen a werewolf or any kind of beast. Right. But... The only beast I've seen was my dad. So yeah. sorry, pops. But <laughs> Jared Kist was out there a couple times. <laughs> Jared, yeah, I remember him too. But yeah, I mean, it, and and the cool thing is, is it it just it sparks conversation, which is the the best thing uh, about all of this is that mm-hmm. uh, whether it's true or not, or or confirmed mm-hmm. or not, uh, we're all talking about it, and that's what's cool. And then uh, for you and and you know the other you know you know five hosts of that of of your podcast. Um, you really, you know, dive deep into uh, every kind of crevice of of the lore and the legends, which is cool. Right. And, yeah, and I, we like all the weird stuff, which I, brought us together because we're all across the United States. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love the interviews, too. Like, you guys have had some, like, super amazing guests on there. Yeah. You know, we just interviewed Rob Christopherson, which he's, you know, a UFO fanatic. You know, he has Our Strange Skies, and, you know, he's been on a bunch of different uh, well-known podcasts. So that was very interesting to listen to. So that's really rad. Awesome. Yeah. And, and Laura, where can we find more of you at in uh, the Spooks podcast? Uh, so you can find us at Spooks Creeps Pod on Instagram. Um, you can also email us your listener stories. Or if you want to be interviewed, you can email us at Spooks Pod at gmail.com. Um, we're on Facebook. We're very active in the Facebook group. So that's Spooks Creeps. Uh, and assorted Delveries on Facebook, and it's the same for TikTok and Twitter. So yeah, we're everywhere. All the socials. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Laura. And like, I yeah. cannot wait to get our Bray Road Beast Festival going this summer. And, I uh, cannot wait. That's going to be fun. Yeah, and and if any of our listeners want to come out, we'll definitely have an invite on our socials as well. Yeah. Especially if our Belgium listeners or Irish listeners want to come out, just grab a ticket and head on over. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much, and have a great rest of your Sunday. All right, thanks, you too. All right, bye. 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 All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. 
Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening, and remember as always, watch out for deer on your way home. home.